New year, same complex financial markets. We'll take stock of the year that was and what investors have to look forward to in 2021. Live from our respective coronavirus social distancing outposts, I'm Lauren Goodwin. And I'm Robert Saren Betts. And this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we, the strategists at New York Life Investments, will share insights from the multi-asset solutions team, what we think matters as we manage investment solutions. That includes Mainstay's diversified portfolio series, including the Income Builder Fund and individual solutions for our partners. By sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everybody. It's the week of January 11th, 2021, and this is the first episode of Market Matters for the new year. So I'd like to say Happy New Year, Robert. Oh, Happy New Year, Lauren. If you're anything like us, you spent a lot of time in 2020 readjusting personal and professional life and maybe taking a bit of a break at the end of the year. Very, very much appreciated, but it's great to be back. And we have a really awesome lineup of content for you this year. Lots of great topics, great guests, listener questions, nudge, nudge to all of you listening. And I'm sure we can expect some market surprises along the way. Definitely some market surprises. Also, if you're anything like us, A bit of the break over the holidays means that it was time to push the refresh button and take stock, no pun intended, of the (laughs) economic and market setup that we have for 2021. Yeah. And there is already plenty to talk about, only a few days into the year and lots going on. So if we wanted to torture our listeners with frameworks, we could say that once again, the news of the day still impacts investment strategy through two main factors. The virus and policy. That's right. And we'll get to both of those things. But for the sake of a fresh start and no new frameworks, let's first recap how we ended 2020. Robert, take us through it. It's hard to believe this, but we saw the best year-end rally from November to December this year in the S&P 500, which came on the tail end of an already impressive year from the March lows. And since then, it's been all about reflation market expectations for a gradual improvement in health situations, and therefore the economy, remain the dominant theme to end the year. And there's three important market aspects that underlie that theme. The first is value outperformed growth by 5% in the fourth quarter. It's mostly been concentrated in good news days, so days when there's been a positive vaccine announcement or... Uh, Joe Biden selected Janet Yellen for the selection for the Treasury. And this is all in line with what we've heard earlier, that a rotation into value is usually very, very fast. The second thing that we saw is that small caps have been the strongest outperformer, especially in the fourth quarter of that year. As the news about the economy improved, smaller companies were very well rewarded. And finally, we've seen inflation expectations drift a bit higher. And so as they've moved higher, uh, bond investors in particular are seeing some potential for economic inflation just around the corner. Wow. That's uh, quite an end of the year. And and our listeners from last year will note that that's basically what we expect going forward. We, We expect these dynamics around value and small caps and rates that Robert's described to play out over the course of the year. So... On one hand, 
there's going to be, or we expect there to be economic reflation. And that's a focus for the financial markets in these asset classes. And at the same time, fiscal and monetary policy look likely to stay supportive throughout the year. And that should broadly support risk assets in 2021. Yeah, there's a lot of positive fundamental drivers there. Um, from a purely m- momentum perspective, um, looking at just market technicals, this strong equity market performance that ended the year in 2020 is likely to carry over into 2021. Historically, after a strong year-end rally, momentum continues. So in nine out of 10 cases, uh, when there was a strong December, January was also quite strong. But I don't want to brush by the policy factor that you just mentioned. I don't expect any major changes from the Fed this year. Uh, But last week did result in some pretty interesting developments in the fiscal policy front. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. And that's right. After Election Day in November, the Senate had 50 Republican seats and 48 Democratic seats and two seats up for grabs in Georgia. You can see why last week was really interesting and high stakes for the economy and markets because uh, the, the those Georgia elections would determine control of the Senate and some of the economic policies or at least the likelihood of those economic policies for this year. Now, the result, as we all know, last week is that uh, both seats did go to Democrats, meaning that the Senate has a 50-50 split or actually 51-50 split because the vice president-elect Kamala Harris gets that tie-breaking vote. Uh, That's right. So would you say that Democrats got their sweep after all? Uh, Yes and no. Yes, in that Democrats have control of the White House and the House of Representatives and now technically also control of the Senate. But it doesn't mean that Democrats now have free reign to pursue some of the policies investors were most concerned about, such as sweeping healthcare reform or a breakup of the big tech companies or complete overhauls of environmental policy. Those would likely require more um, Republican voices to get on board or more seats. Sure. So now uh, it sounds like you're talking about a degree of which policy can happen Joe Biden will certainly have a much easier task getting his key administration nominees confirmed. He'll also be able to fill key Federal Reserve Board vacancies. Both of those are very relevant for policy and for investors. And the Georgia results also seem to increase the chances that we could see more fiscal relief in 2021. Yes, um, all of those things are true. Uh, and so the, these two seats certainly make a difference for uh, the Democratic agenda, for Joe Biden's agenda. More sweeping regulations will be harder. But I agree with your point, which is that more policy changes, things like a modest tax hike, drug pricing, some environmental regulation are, are back on the table. And we'll discuss those implications in just a minute in our portfolio pause. But We can't end this conversation without briefly mentioning the risks to this otherwise fairly positive perspective for financial markets for 2021. That's right. Volatility is always a part of investing. And 2020 definitely showed us that we never know exactly what will end up disrupting markets uh, or the timing on which those disruptions could occur. Do you think that that last week's unrest around the Capitol building is an example of that, you know, potentially market moving or volatility event? Well, It definitely adds to the uncertainty. Markets haven't responded so far, but understanding the basic paths that our major political parties will take both now and into the future on topics like physical security or the stability of the legal and congressional processes, the democratic processes are all very important risk factors that investors shouldn't take for granted. 
Yeah. Okay. I see. So um, maybe not a market moving event, but certainly adds to investors' complicated political and geopolitical risk considerations. Yeah. For now, it's a big unknown. I would say the bigger known unknown is still the virus. Uh, Say more about that. Well, the ongoing virus wave in the US and other countries is scary. There appears to be broad investor consensus that deteriorating hospital capacity, new strains of the virus, and restrictions on economic activity won't affect corporate profitability in 2021. But you can never say never. It's definitely going to dampen growth in the first quarter. Yeah, you know, that um, that market consensus, both in the sense that the virus is going to have an impact and also that it might not have an impact for much longer, that tends to be a view we share, at least on the highest level, that that markets aren't really reacting to the virus anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and thanks for making that clarification. But I think there's still a, a risk embedded there. If investors are looking past the current risks towards the future, but then something happens along the way, like a new strain that proves more hazardous to a different group of the population or the vaccine timelines continue to undershoot expectations, that could eventually result in a growth scare where corporate profitability does come into question. So while we're constructive on the markets generally, we have to go into the year wide-eyed with the potential that things could change on the virus front and how policymakers respond to it. That's a a great time for our portfolio pause, a segment of the podcast where we discuss an investment idea. All right. I think it'll be a super quick one today. We're running a tight on time and we can't discuss all of those expectations for 2021 without mentioning what it means for investment. Yeah. the, The main aspect of our investment thesis for this year is positive. As I've mentioned, the virus will gradually move into the rear view window, which is good for economic activity, for our lives, and hopefully for investments too. As a result, we're focused on rotation. The idea of a swift change in market leadership towards the asset classes that benefit when investors expect the economy to improve. So things like value stocks, small caps, international equity, and the higher quality segments of the high yield corporate bond market as well. And that's exactly right. Along the way though, our clients should remain focused on resiliency. We're not out of the woods yet in terms of this economic crisis. And so what I'm going to say here, it's nothing new to our consistent listeners, but in a highly uncertain environment where there's high valuations and really strong expectations for the year, we have to be focused on quality investments. That's investments in companies with strong balance sheets who have reliable cash flows and dependable management teams. So investors who are looking to build resiliency against market volatility could consider looking to build income across asset classes as well. We'll build on that and much more in the Market Matters podcast this year. We're so excited to be back with you and have received truly fabulous questions and ideas from you, our listeners, for topics in the year ahead. Yes, in the year ahead, we'll talk about technological transformation of investment opportunities and some investment managers themselves. We'll talk about the dollar, cryptocurrencies, and digital currencies. Yes, and we should probably cover some corporate debt as well. And and government debt too. Yeah, and maybe debunk some of the traps that investors have commonly considered on these topics. 
We'll talk about geopolitics. Can't leave out the new world order and U.S.-China competition. Yes, and with that, there's uh, some ESG investing. Yeah, can't skip ESG. And you know, if I'm there, there will be some talk about the Fed. So much Fed. And inflation and rates. And with each of these topics and the ones we surely can't anticipate, we'll be here to help you navigate why they matter for investments. But for today... And we'll just say once again, Happy New Year. We're so excited for the year ahead. And we'll be back with you next week with more Market Matters. Yes, let us know what matters to you. If you have a question or topic of interest, reach out to us on social media. As you can see, we really do consider the ideas that you send. That's right. We got so many good questions in 2021. We're looking forward to hearing from you uh, on social media. Just get find us on LinkedIn. Um, You can also follow our views on the new website at newyorklifeinvestments.com and clicking on the Insights tab. Until then, I'm Robert Serenbetz. And I'm Lauren Goodwin. We're wishing you all a happy and healthy 2021. podcast is produced by Milo Benamont, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I'll now read our disclosures from compliance. For more information about Mainstay Funds, call 1-800-624-6782 for a prospectus or summary prospectus. Investors are asked to consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the investment carefully before investing. The prospectus or summary prospectus contains this and other information about the investment company. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. There's no assurance that the investment objectives will be met. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as of a specific date. It is subject to change and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is a service mark and name under which New York Life Investment Management LLC does business. New York Life Investments is an indirect subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company, New York, New York 10010, and provides investment advisory services and products. New York Life Distributors LLC is located at 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302. New York Life Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.